Welcome to the Mommy Yo Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Labar. This podcast is built by and for mothers who are also entrepreneurs and working moms. In this space, we celebrate the women breaking generational curses and raising tiny humans, all while building businesses and making homes. No matter how you became a mom or what part of your business you find yourself in, you belong here. Before we begin, I want to let you know that the following content may be difficult to listen to for those who have experienced the loss of a child. We will be discussing topics related to child loss, including grief and bereavement. I understand that this is a sensitive and painful topic, and I want to make sure that you're aware of its presence in this episode. If you feel that this topic may be triggering or distressing for you, I encourage you to take care of yourselves and perhaps choose a different episode to listen to or come back at a later time. I also want to remind you that it is okay to stop listening at any point in time if you feel overwhelmed. I hope that this episode can provide comfort and support to those who may be grieving the loss of a child, but I understand that it might not be appropriate for everyone right now. Thank you for listening. Well, welcome, welcome. I'm excited to talk with you today about all things, you know, motherhood and just being an adult Black woman. So um, without further ado, I'll have you introduce yourself um, and just kind of go into how you started your motherhood journey and kind of where you are now. Yes, I'll speak back a little bit so I'm not like all over the camera, but um, yes. So my name is Namadi Sasha Hughes, or as my family says in Liberia, Nimade. Um, and so... I go by Sasha, um, but my brand and my name is Nimade. Um, that's how you pronounce it. So a lot of people say Nimadi. Um, and so that is how Nimadi's lifestyle came about. Um, so I am a mom of three now. Currently, I have a 12-year-old going on 13. So on 29. Okay. Girl, <laughs> that thing. <laughs> I have a five-year-old who's actually going on 30, yeah, yes. um, <laughs> and then I have a four-month-old, um, yeah, who's going on one because she feels like she can do all things mm -hmm. um, through Christ that strengthens her, so. Yeah, yeah uh, we love it, we love it. <laughs> yeah, so what with me, motherhood started young. Uh, when I had Nadia, I was 19, 20 when I got pregnant. Um, and so I had Nadia very young, and so I didn't know what motherhood was. I saw what my mom did, but as far as, like, creating my own um, um, motherhood, kind of uh, that attachment and that bond and everything, um, yeah, I had to learn how to create my own. So it started with Nadia, and then we kind of grew up together, um, and then I got into a relationship, got married. And so it was different having children inside of, of a healthy relationship, marriage. Um, and I learned what motherhood was within that and what I wanted to um, define my motherhood as, which is loving, nurturing, um, apologetic when I need to apologize to my children um, and, and just love you know, showering them with love as much as possible, including them in different things that I do. Um, yeah, and just forming 
bonds and relationships with them that I know are going to last a lifetime um, and that they'll remember, you know, as time goes on. And when I'm not here, I want them to remember those moments that they have with mom in the kitchen or, um, you know, dancing early morning. On Friday. Yeah, dancing on, <laughs> on Fridays, most definitely. They'll have videos for years to show. Um, <laughs> Just different things like that. So yeah, that's my my definition of motherhood. I love seeing your motherhood journey and just your honesty and um, how authentic you share. Because, you know, I feel like when I stepped into motherhood, you know, obviously for the first time, it was a lot of like newness mm -hmm. that I was mad about. I was like, why doesn't anybody talk about this? Like, why does nobody talk about how hard it is to be a mother? And, you know, everyone says, like, a general motherhood is the hardest job, but they stop there. Right. They don't talk about what makes it the hardest that's job. Right. Um, so that's very much what I'm trying to do more of is really just share. And it's very interesting, like my friends that are still not moms yet or on the fence about whether they want to be a mom, they have reached out and just been like, I really appreciate you sharing this stuff because I had no idea. And I'm like, me either. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So it's, it's, there's so many things and it's like, you know, often we get, shamed or made to feel bad about ourselves if we just simply say like I don't like my kids today yeah. or, or it's hard it's hard today and it sucks yeah. and it's like those things can exist at the same time like I cannot like being a mom today and right. still love my children and there's space for all of that all of it. yeah Th that is so true that's yeah. very true yeah so I, I would love for you to talk a little bit about, like, what motherhood as a Black woman means to you. What does that look like? How does that feel? How do you carry that? Um, what does that mean to you? Man, so I feel like, and there's not a, a, a big difference, but there kind of is. So we, I was talking about this with a friend and how, being from another country, being from West Africa, um, and the definition of motherhood in West Africa and Liberia versus motherhood in America, two totally different things, right? Right. Um, so no matter where you go in motherhood, moms are dealing with their past trauma. And right. they are trying to, some moms who, who have decided, well, I'm going to heal through and be a better mother than my mom was to me, not saying, and you can still love your mother. I still right. love my mom. I, I, you know, that's my mom. Um, but I did notice there were some things that were done in my childhood that came from her hurt and her pain, and those were projected onto me. Right. And so I have to be very careful not to project my hurt and my pain onto my children. And you learn that through healing. Um, and so I would say being a, a Black African mother, um, to me, obviously, um, it means strength, but it doesn't mean superwoman because I am not. Amen. Um, 
Yes. <laughs> uh, it means vulnerability because in America, black mothers are almost not allowed. I'm going to say mothers in general, but black mothers are not allowed to show that vulnerability sometimes. Right. And I love that I'm seeing now on Instagram that mothers are kind of banding together or banding together, I should say, not kind of, and showing the world like, hey, we have our days. We have moments where we're exhausted. We have moments where we're upset with our husbands because they don't. we don't feel like they're pulling their weight and we're having to do it all. Or, yeah. you know, we have moments where we celebrate our husbands for stepping in and seeing that we're exhausted and taking over. Um, and so I think with the way the world is now, with, with Black men being killed at the rate that they are um, and me having a Black son, it is very important for me to to hold space for him all the time and his emotions and teach him how um, that to be emotionally healthy um, and emotionally expressive, but also to be, um, I don't want to say have his head on a, a, like, spin his head around all the time and, and kind of be on the lookout for everything, but to be aware in society. Um, and so being a Black mother, I say number one thing would mean strength and that vulnerability and um yeah those are the things i think for me um and sadly it also means worry <laughs> uh, you know it means fear sometimes and anxiety and stress and um those things that you have with your children going out into the world and and not wanting them to experience um some of the, the things that we have seen but also equipping them um, with the education and with the tools to understand that, hey, the world is, is different than in your house. You know, you're loved right. in your house, you're appreciated. When you go out there, it's a different story. And let's talk about how to how to maneuver, how to to um, work around that and how to, to talk about your feelings when those things happen. So, yeah. Absolutely. And you are doing such a fabulous Thank job. Thank you. <laughs> so are you, girl. Shoot. Thank you. <laughs> Listen, some days are just keep the time humans alive days and some days are thriving days and there's balance in all of it. Oh, yeah. Um, so one of the things I definitely want to talk about is your joy. I feel like there is such a overwhelming amount of focusing on the pain on the hard stuff and I really want to take a moment for joy so um, how do you experience joy just as a human being but also as a mother yes Ooh, joy that word it means a lot to me because um, joy comes in so many different forms to me um, I can find joy in laying in bed all day and resting because I know my body needs it. Amen. Um, <laughs> I find joy in waking up in the morning, looking out the window and saying thank you to God because I'm alive to see that day. Um, but I think focusing on the joy is important because some days it takes me out of the depression. Yeah. Um, and I think with you, we 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 are both going through postpartum at the same time and so I know we've talked to, about postpartum and how um, these moments after are hard and stressful and sometimes I see you and I'm like damn I admire Chelsea because you, you strapping that baby on and you are everywhere you're taking <laughs> pictures you're doing everything you have your baby strapped to you and I'm 
sometimes I wake up and I'm scared to leave the house, you know, because yeah. I'm like, oh, God, she's going to need me to do this. And she's going to start screaming right. and crying. Um, but I do find joy in seeing her face and, um, you know, all of those important things, the little things that a lot of people take for granted, I find joy in. And it's important right. to hold on to that. Um, it's important to hold space you know, for yourself daily to find that joy. Um, because sometimes, like I said, the the sadness and depression can kind of over outweigh the, the joys in those days. And so for me, it's just grabbing onto the smallest thing in your day, it could be the smallest thing or biggest thing. Um, and like you said, you have those days when you're like, yay, I'm excelling. I feel great today. And then you have those days where you're like, I don't even want to, you know, get out of bed today. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, just finding um, the little things to be happy about on a day that you are um, sad about something, I say, you know, find a reason to smile. If you have children, pick up one of your children or hug one of your children. Um, if you don't have any children, hug yourself, um, do something <laughs> nice for yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, spoil yourself. Take yourself out to eat. I've gone out on solo dates by myself before, and I have just, I've gotten some wine, some sushi, and I've just, you know, sat there right. um, and kind of just, you know, found my joy in that way. So, yeah, I'm just different. And I feel like, like that's so important. Like, I, <laughs> you know, this, like, yeah. I was in the thick of it in Dece early December and it's just like, I wasn't feeling Christmas. I wasn't feeling none of it. I was so depressed, so upset all the time. And for my birthday weekend, I went and checked into a hotel by myself. And that's when I really realized like, that was the first time I had been by myself not mom not wife not business owner that was the first time that I got to exist as Chelsea mm. since March of 2020 Lord. Ooh, and I, that. I was like and it kind of took me back because I was like wow like I I did that to myself you know and it's like we get so busy filling all of the roles that we forget to strip ourselves of all the titles. And like Chelsea still exists. And especially for me, I lived alone for eight yeah. years. And then I went from living alone to immediately being married at the beginning of a pandemic, Ugh. stuck in the house. <laughs> Now there's two babies in that house and still an ongoing t pandemic, you know, like, and I didn't ever make space for myself. And it was like, I needed that. And now I'm trying to be more intentional about giving my myself that space because I never had time to really transition into being a wife, let alone a mom and ha and sharing space with other humans. And now I got humans that destroy my space on a regular basis. <laughs> and, do that. and it was just like compounding, compounding, compounding. And it was overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And so I have, yesterday was a day for me. Like yesterday I was like, I, 
I just handed my husband the baby and I said, I don't want nobody touching yeah. me. And yeah. And I was like, it was like 6 30 PM. I'm going to take a bath yeah. and I just need a minute alone. Girl. And I just put my headphones in. I didn't even put anything on. I just turned no noise canceling on and it was just silent because I was just like, all of my senses need space yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And That's I think people don't realize the weight of, of all the things that we carry as mothers, as caretakers, as homemakers. We carry, and, and, and like the video you sent me, we carry that anxiety and it, it produces as irritability. And so like, I, I felt all of that. Yes. And so now I'm glad that I can recognize that. And it has taken therapy. It has taken getting in moments of silence and letting it just be my brain and not thinking about work and chores and all the things. And I think it's taken that. Unfortunately, it took an extreme to get me to sit down and realize. Um, but now that I know when you know better, you do better, right? So now that I know that, I'm trying to be more intentional about having time on a weekly basis where I just step away, yeah. even if it's 30 minutes, even if it's an hour. Um, but my husband and I are both trying to develop a schedule where at least once a month, both of each of us gets a day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. to be away or to either I take the kids and let him be at the house by himself or he takes the kid and let me be at the house by myself or whatever. Um, Cause it's so needed. It's so needed. And I think when we are in a healthy place, we're able to be better parents and, and that's what's most, most important. Most definitely. I, um, I couldn't agree with that more. I think we, we do get lost in there. And I think it's that the anxiety that turns into that irritability and then the the waiting. So for example, if I, I'm used to moving fast with the baby, right? If she's crying, I'm like, diaper off in five seconds. She's changed. She's on boob. Like it's time to go. With my husband, <clears throat> I can sit there and I'm like, she's still crying. <laughs> Like, right. she's still crying. And it's like, <laughs> let me just do it myself. And mm -hmm. so then when he lets me do it myself all the time, he kind of just shuts down and backs away. Right. And now I'm left with all three of these mugs and a crying baby. <laughs> <laughs> all three of them, you know, including this crying baby. And now I'm mad at him because I'm like, can't you do anything to help? But I right. have been like, let me just do it. And so I'm right. trying to get better about letting him do it and practice breathing and having that patience through like, he'll get it done. He just takes a longer time to do it than I do. Um, well, and I'm with her every day. Our therapist always says is it's not wrong. It's just different. Yeah. And I'm like, I have to chant that. It's like a, <laughs> I have to say that in my head. He's not wrong. It's just different. It's just different. It's different. <laughs> I'm gonna start telling myself that. I yeah, because we have to give them space to figure it out mm -hmm. as dads, and right. dad's way is always gonna be different than mom's way, and that's okay. Both them and the kids 
me to learn that daddy can do it too. And right. and that'll be better for everybody at the end of the day. And it's harder in, in practice. It's so easy to say that. But when there's a screaming baby and you know exactly what they need and you can get it done in 30 seconds, yeah. um, it's a different story. But practicing that patience is very hard, but very important. Very, very, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> so if someone is listening and they are a new mom, um, what piece of advice or wisdom would you want to share with them? Child. If anyone is listening that is a new mom, first of all, congratulations. Um, if you feel like your emotions are all over the place, if you feel like you're depressed, if you feel like you're happy one moment, if you're tired, um, hold space for yourself to rest. Rest is so important. I can't tell you how important rest is. Um, last week was a hard week for me. I was getting probably two hours of sleep, um, mm. maybe four days out of the week last week to the point where one of the days I was off work and I stayed in my room all day with the baby. Like I probably got up to get my door dash and that was it. Um, and it felt, and it, even then I, w I still wasn't able to sleep, but my body wasn't doing anything it was just laying there right and it, my right. body needed that because it like physically it wouldn't allow me to do anything else but sit there and rest so I nursed all day I changed diapers I um, worked on a couple of things for my branding and then I was just there and I did feel like oh my gosh I like am I depressed I, you know and I finally, it got towards the end of the week and I finally reached out to someone for help. Like, you know, what do I need to do? Okay, I need to go visit uh, my therapist. That's number one. I need to go talk to her. I need to go sit down and have a space by myself where I can process everything that I'm going through. Mm -hmm. If you have a friend or a therapist, I would suggest as someone on neutral ground who can from the outside looking in can kind of guide you through your postpartum period that is essential to your mental and emotional health and stability through postpartum because you know you're not sleeping that's number one you're probably not eating as much as you can or you should because you're nursing or you're the baby needs you every five seconds um you, if you have other children that you're dealing with you're probably running yourself right and trying to get everything done um and so um, but for those new moms who are entering into this uh, new chapter, I would say rest. That is like the number one thing, rest. Um, and get it however you can, okay? Like, right. Listen, there system. have been days I have strapped the toddler into her high chair, put the baby Listen. on a baby carrier, and sat on the couch and took a 30-minute nap. Okay. Because I'm like, she in a high chair, she can't go nowhere. Right. Bluey is on. Bluey is, is babysitting. Yeah. And I need to turn that. And, and that's okay. I just need it. And sometimes it's 15 minutes, but it's yeah. like I needed that yeah. to just get to bedtime. For real. For real. <laughs> and then when my husband, and there has been so many nights when my husband gets home, I'm like, like okay. Trade off time. <laughs> Do what? Can I do three more hours? I can't. So I will either 
ask him to watch both kids or I take the little boy, little baby with me into our bedroom and we start nighttime. Yeah. Like, you're going to be in this bed with me and we just going to hang out. I'll give you a bottle. I'll change your diaper, but I'm going to be in this bed. Yeah. So I think giving ourselves permission to do the bare minimum mm -hmm. is really important some days and it's like get it where you can get it in if you can get 15 minutes of rest do so someday someday and you know like everyone always says sleep with the baby sleeping and all that and i'm like well i can't work when the baby's working or clean the dishes okay. when, the, when the baby's cleaning the dishes so <laughs> a lot of times what i do is i just time it i'm like yeah. okay i'm gonna give myself 20 minutes to either do one chore or another yeah. once that 20 minutes is up i'm gonna go rest and that allows that alleviates that anxiety mm -hmm. that i feel like i have to be productive in that time right. so it's like give yourself that boundary or do it the opposite way i'm gonna set a 15 minute timer and just rest and then i'll get up and do whatever yeah. um and then some days your baby doesn't give you an option like Yuri has been having a lot of days this past week where he will not sleep if he's not being held. So I'm like, you know what? That means I'm a rest. That means I'm going to sit my butt down and lay with my baby yeah. because he's not going to be a baby for much longer. Right. I can always, I'm going to always have dishes to clean right. for the next 80 years. Okay. I'm going to have dishes to clean, <laughs> but my baby is not going to be a baby for long. Mm -hmm. So soaking in that time, smelling the top of his head, <laughs> because when they're one, yeah. the top of their head will smell like spaghetti, and it is not the same. Yeah, something else. Yeah, trying to smell Raya is a little bit different than <laughs> trying to smell Yuri, and it's just it's different. <laughs> he always smells like a mixture of Play-Doh and pasta sauce. I don't understand why, but that's just what toddlers smell like. All of them smell that way. All of them, they and that's when they smell good. Yeah, they get into everything. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I so appreciate this conversation with you um before we get off just tell everyone how to connect with you how to where to follow you all that good stuff of course so i'm on instagram as namadi's lifestyle um and my focus is lifestyle home cooking and friday dance videos um, which are the highlight of my week. Period, period, yeah. And, and to speak to your point about rest, last Friday I was like, we ain't gonna do it. Like, I can't, yeah. I yes. can't do it, guys. I, I'm beyond, like, that was the day my body would not let me do anything. So um, I do take that time to rest, but I have Friday. And we have a whole archive of dances we can go back okay. on, so. Yeah, and we're working on a few. I'm glad these snow days are here because we are kind of going to do some batch uploading and the kids are excited because they're like, ooh, let's do this, let's do this dance, let's do it. So, yeah. Um, but, yes, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Nobody's Lifestyle. Um, and, yeah, connect with me, send me a message or, um, you know, go follow us. And, you know, if you like kicking, dancing, um, realistic life, videos <laughs> um and some fun stuff and some healing sprinkled in there um yeah definitely follow my page i love it so much 
Awesome, sister. I love you dearly. I I am always so proud of you and rooting for you. Um, And I'll catch you on the flip side, boo. Yes, girl. I'm (laughs) glad I saw the post. I'm like, ooh, yes. So, yes. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I feel... I feel alive today, so yeah, I'm yeah. going to ride on that if I don't fall asleep at any more tables anymore. <laughs> Listen, you got that, that power nap got you feeling good. Okay. Don't, don't like you said. You needed that. Yeah. You needed that, and I'm happy you got it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's all for today's episode of Mommy O. Thank you for tuning in and joining on this journey of motherhood and entrepreneurship. I hope that this conversation has inspired and empowered you. If you liked what you heard, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Mamio on your favorite platform. It's really helpful for the podcast to reach more listeners and spread this needed message. Until next time, stay focused, stay motivated, and keep chasing your dreams. This is Chelsea signing off with a reminder that you are loved, you are chosen, and you matter. Audio Podcast Network.